Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, we hope you're well. Dory and I had uh, what I would call orbiting exhaustion. Exacerbated by our coffee maker breaking. <laughs> uh, tragedy strikes here at the Schreier household as the, I'm going to guess, $53 Keurig <laughs> finally collapsed in on itself. <laughs> I bought it very, uh, I want to say three years ago. I mean, we had it in the old house, didn't no, we? No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't? I had a much bigger Keurig that you told me to get rid of. Um, and I did. Oh yeah, it was so big. And then this one, you told me not to buy. Mm. And then you used it every day. Well, yeah, because I I started drinking coffee again when you got COVID. Right. So I needed coffee. You needed that pick me up. Needed that pick me up. Now I'm addicted, and um, didn't have my. I also have an ember mug now, which is a, a mug that keeps your coffee at 
a, a temperature that you specify for 90 minutes so I can sip my really? coffee. It's, I feel like that thing should work for 100 minutes. So 10 more minutes than it works yeah. for? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because... <coughs> excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I actually feel like my Yeti mug yeah. keeps it pretty warm for longer than 90 minutes. Yeah, well, the Yeti's a fantastic product. Um, and I, I think the I think the, the pitch of the Ember mug was that... You need to take up an outlet and plug it into the wall. Well, no, you could use it without a lid and it would keep your coffee warm. So it was like, it was like drinking out of a mug, not sure. like a, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since I don't trust myself around open containers... You bought a lid for it. I got a lid for it. So it's kind of the same. Anyway, the point is I'm used to drinking a cup of coffee and then I do usually, I often have a second, like a cappuccino what? in the in the early afternoon. Never seen this. Well, that's because you don't pay attention. Okay. Um, and so I only had a cappuccino this morning and I don't think it was enough caffeine. Wow. That really brought us in to where we are right now you were uh bedridden for about four hours well and i also woke up at i also woke up when you woke up with henry <laughs> you yeah. took a nap today yeah i did I had so to. yeah exactly but then i did go back to sleep i don't know yeah i i was i was just like you're out of sorts I was out of sorts. That's exactly it. Your father's here. I've also been sick. You know, it's like, it's just, I'm out of sorts. That's a good way to put it, Matt. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm a wordsmith. Henry started calling me Gecko tonight. Well, it's because he was excited to see the... The Geico commercial? The Geico Gecko again, because we haven't seen him since baseball season. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was like, Mr. Gecko's back. Because my dad was watching the Celtics game. Right. They lost. It's okay. Um, so, yeah. So he's calling you Gecko. He, was, he just started calling me Gecko. Called me Matt today, so. <laughs> we got that going for us. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so I apologize if I seem a little out of sorts, but. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever been 100% on, like, you know, with so much energy. That we're gonna knock this uh, knock this podcast into the stratosphere, you know. I feel like we're always sort of uh, combating. circling the drain. We're, I mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't say circling the drain. I mean, uh, in a way, I suppose. But you know, we're always uh, struggling. Well, yeah, with, with tiredness because we always do this at the end of the weekend. You know, yeah, it's sort of like ramp down. <laughs> Yeah. To the podcast. Uh, but it allows us to really, you know, get in there and tell you kids what's what. Yeah. With our lives. Yeah. Seems to keep you interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So. <sighs> well. When did it rain? Today? It did rain this morning. Rained yesterday too, right? No. Did I make that up? It did not rain yesterday. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So, um, yeah. So this morning, um, when we were thinking of something to do, it was raining. Well, first we uh, Henry wanted to play tennis, 
and I took him to play tennis, which was basically me like tossing balls at him and he was, you know, hitting them basically a volley. And my dad was like collecting the balls and kicking them back. Great. And then it really started to rain. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we got to go. And then we were trying to think of things to do indoors. And I was like, we could go to the discovery cube. We could go to the California science center. And Henry was like science center. I was like, okay. But like, every other parent in Los Angeles had the same idea. Yeah. Kind of why I was like, no. And it was slammed. Dory, let's reenact it. Matt, um, do you want to go to the science center? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you got to go, because I, I got to buy a ticket if you want to go. Well, which d- turned out to not be and true. And then I said, nope. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you actually don't have to buy a ticket. You can literally just walk right in now. What do you mean? You don't need to buy a ticket. Tickets are free? Is it like a special museum weekend? No, it's it's always free. You just, during like the height of COVID, you had to make oh, a reservation. To. Yeah. And now you don't need to make a reservation. Gotcha. And they don't like make you get a fake ticket or anything. You just literally just walk right in. Well, you know, I, yeah, the it, it wasn't particularly appealing to me, the idea of chasing him around the mulberry bush. As it were. Um, and plus, I was like, you know what? Saba's here. Yeah. He got to spend some quality time with Saba. You they got to go to space with him. They rode, a, they rode the simulator. They rode a rocket, as Henry said. Yep. <laughs> we paid $6 each so they could ride a simulator. They got in a VR simulator and rode a rocket to the moon. Actually, I don't know where it went because I wasn't there. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, and then your father revealed he was claustro- he's claustrophobic. Which I didn't know. I didn't know that either. But I was like, I relate to this. That's why I didn't write it. <laughs> and I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I have none of this claustrophobia. And it seems like Henry does not either. No, but my dad said he, he was like a little scared. Well, he's on a rocket ship. Of course, yeah. he's going to be a little scared. Yeah. But you're also your father, I bet, was not at all comforting. Oh no, doubt, doubtless. I he don't. I don't comforting. think he was talking to him and/or telling him what's happening because that's how you. That's how you get Henry. You know, not freaked out. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know that. Um, but he was very impressed with the size of the endeavor. Your father was My impressed dad. by the space shuttle size. Yes, he was. What do you mean? He like didn't. Um, even though we watched the video of it being like transported through the streets of yeah. Los Angeles, um, he was like, Oh, I didn't like, I didn't really realize the scale of it. I was like, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's big. It's big. I mean, most of it was cargo, but still big, still big. Um, he mixed up Krista McAuliffe and Sally ride. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't really see the, how they're the same at all because, you know, one was a scientist and astronaut and the other was a New Hampshire, steep, school, New Hampshire teacher school teacher that died. Yeah. That was picked to go into the space shuttle. Um, but yeah, he, he had fun. And then, you know, Henry was ready to leave. So we left. That happened. Did that happen at like an appropriate time or was it like. Did you bring a snack? I don't think you brought a snack. I did bring a snack. What'd you bring? I brought a snack box. What is that? 
Hillary had made a snack box for him. Oh, oh, oh you brought the on Friday. snack box that yes. was in the fridge untouched. Yes. Gotcha. And also on our way there, we got him egg bites at Starbucks, which he ate all of. Nice. So, you know, he was fine. Um, and when we stopped to snack, he had like a couple of blueberries and like a couple of little roll-ups. And he was like, I'm done. Sometimes it just, you know, he just needs that settle The down. ritual of he the just snack. Needs to settle down. Yeah. Um, oh, he did really enjoy the river zone. You know how they have all those zones at the California Science Center? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the river zone. I think the last time we were there, the water was not on in the middle thing. That sounds about right. And he really enjoyed that. Gotcha. That was his, I would say that was his favorite thing. Nice. Um, he refused to go outside to the little area where you can like touch the, you know, the seahorses and whatever. Right. The last time we were there, it was very hot. Yeah, it was not very. It would have been. It would have been nice to go out, out there because it was not very hot. But you know, I um, he didn't feel like it, so we didn't go. Hey, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. He he he. I I got him early this morning because I was up very early, and I heard him, and I thought he was talking to you or calling for one of us. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and he's like, "Tito, what are you doing here?" And I was like, I thought I heard you calling for us. He's like, no, I was singing. Yeah, this is what he's been doing. He's been singing for like half an hour before he actually calls for me. Wow. And then he quizzes me. What he was singing? Yes. (laughs) And then on, on Friday, he told me to tell him what he was singing in order. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is quite a test. You know, I can't always hear everything he's saying. Sure. Set lists uh, for Henry. We should post start posting set lists. Well, the set list has been mostly, she's been coming around the mountain. That's okay. been a big one. All right. Um, the Number Blocks theme song. He does sing that a lot. Um, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Yep. Um, and then there's another song that goes like one, two, three, uh, four, five, six. I, I don't know. Is it exactly. Number Blocks? Album? No, it's not a Number Blocks song. He's been singing that one. And. Oh, he sang the Garbage Truck song. Yeah, he'll sing that occasionally. Yep. Today he ch- he sang, this evening he sang Banana Phone. Yeah, he called me on the Banana Phone. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, now you know that when he's singing, that doesn't mean that he is ready to be It's good gotten. to know. I got it very early. <coughs> uh, I couldn't make heads or tails of why I was awake, but I also was like, I can't go back to sleep. Yeah. <sighs> well, Matt, let's take a break. Okay. From our lives? Well, I mean, I guess I'm always, I've been on a break for my life for an hour, year and a half. Yeah, this is true. Aye, aye, aye. I'm bored, everyone. And I need a job. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. 
Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those like... You know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back. Hello. Hi. Hi. We hope you're doing good. Although, you know, today I got to like look up. A dozen reviews of coffee makers, so that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll report back. I really got into it to the nitty gritty, and then you know, Keurig's guys are not good for the environment, as we all know. We know that, but that didn't stop Dory. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you were the Keurig guy. Well, I get-go. like the ease of cure. You know, I was reading the wire cutter review of all these coffee makers, which we actually did not go with the wire cutter recommendation. I, I have my own thoughts about the wire we cutter. We went America's Test Kachin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but they had said, this. What are, the, what are their like things about the Keurig was like, even though it saves you a couple of minutes, it's not worth the, and I was like, I just was like, that's the point of it. Right. That's the point of it is to save you time. Right. It's not, the point of it is not to get the best coffee you've ever tasted in your life. Right. The point is to hit one button and within a minute have coffee. Yeah. So 
but I just was like, you guys are missing the point. Okay. Anyway. It would be kind of cool, though, if it worked like the baby Brezza. Like, you could keep grounds in... Because, like, the Brezza isn't pods. You just put the formula yeah, in. Yeah, but the, the difference there is it's mixing the two. Instead uh, oh, of, instead of running instead the... Of, yeah, I hear you. water yep, over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So. Okay. You have invented nothing. Fine. 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 Um... All right, let's hear from some... Oh, before we hear from some listeners, just want to remind everyone, please do email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattanddory gmail. Call or text us at 413-461-BABY. We need your calls and texts and emails. So if you've been thinking about it, do it. Okay, Anonymous did that this week. Thank you, Anonymous. Yeah, they wrote in, Greetings, Shafrira friends. In my head, at least, parasocial relationships are a thing. We know. Long time. You're our friend too. Long time listener, second time writer. You gave me some advice after a devastating miscarriage situation, aren't they all? And my husband and I relocated back to the East Coast. I love our house. Pro tip, leaving for years will strip you of the memory of how effing hot it is in the summer. And also that you will be out $600 a month for air conditioning. I think that the humidity in the East Coast summer is certainly something i shut out of my brain yeah yeah as is often true with ivf both a lot and not a lot has happened i had quote retained viable placenta following my early second trimester dnc continued to produce pregnancy hormones for months and was finally cleared seven months after conception and one hysteroscopy later to try immediate chemical pregnancy but i knew it would never work Mm. Due to the aforementioned move, change doctors tried around but had a dominant follicle. Change doctors again because that first new one kind of sucked. And finally did our third round of IVF. Zero normal embryos again. First round was zero. Second round was one abnormal and two inconclusive, followed by chromosomally abnormal pregnancy and miscarriage, then chemical pregnancy. I get it. My track record sucks, and also I turned 40. But all this seems to mean if I've had four, if I count a consult, doctors telling me, it's just because I'm old. Hmm. And I don't believe this is the whole explanation. Is my luck that bad? I've had two friends get accidentally pregnant in their late 30s, another one on the first try. And it seems like everyone else my age is popping out their first, second, third, fourth healthy kid. You can't get accidentally pregnant on the first try. That is a purposeful pregnancy. No, she said two friends get accidentally pregnant and another one, an additional uh, one. Okay. Not the accidental pregnancy. Look, I just need to know if what people consider accidents nowadays. <laughs> In addition to my track record, here are the things that make me question whether I'm missing something. One, age 33, diagnosed with Raynaud's, Raynaud's autoimmune additional testing didn't show at anything. Age 35, AMH of 0.47 referred to RE, who told me nicely, I like this guy a lot, that my results were consistent with a cancer survivor or a drug addict. Spoiler alert, I am neither. Did one round of egg retrieval with no priming. Eight eggs, five mature, all still frozen. Mm. Age 36, diagnosed with papular pustular rosacea. That sucked, but not as much as this sucks. That is, all, This is also considered autoimmune. Tried mm. diet changes without much success. Turned to Accutane, which helped. Age 37, got married, started trying, AMH of 1.8, nothing happening, several months in diagnosed with hypothyroidism, had been normal at first testing. 
Maybe I'm holding out false hope or searching for an explanation where there truly is none, but it seems to me there are enough small things wrong that maybe it's contributing. I flagged all this to my doctors and none seemed concerned. I was told autoimmune impacts implantation, not egg quality, but you know, the World Wide Web will tell you both everything you want to hear and also the opposite of that. Old sort of feels like the easy explanation, but I can't shake the feeling there's something more. We're down to our final round of progeny smart cycles and actually had been intending to restart IVF when I got my period. Well, we got the bad news last night and I got my period this morning and I don't think I'm in the right headspace. I hate delaying, especially as work travel means I can't necessarily delay for just a month, but I want to set myself up for success as best I can and I don't know what that is. Should I see an immunologist, a different doctor, try a different diet, different protocol? I'm also intrigued by mini IVF. I read Conceivability, which touches on the negative impact of lots of drugs on egg quality. Asking you and the community for advice. Many thanks for all your help. Anonymous. Um, it's a lot. That's a lot happening. I have a couple of questions. I'll answer them. Go ahead. Okay. My first question is what's going on with these five frozen eggs? They're still frozen. I know. Next, I'm answering the questions as though I'm. Oh, okay. Um, have you considered thawing them and using them? No, because frozen eggs don't have a high likelihood of working per some of the internet sources I've been reading. But you froze them when you were 35. Now you're 40. That's true. But the egg quality has not been a concern of my doctor's. <laughs> well, you know, I hate to say it, but uh you've you've never gotten a normal embryo. Mm. Well, let's see. These are all diagnoses. Uh Ari, eight eggs. Okay, five matures, all still frozen. Thirty-six, thirty-seven. Got married, still trying, nothing happened. Several months of diagnosis, hyperthyroidism. Hmm. And all of, so all of the bad, all of the, all of the shit rounds were mm -hmm. happening after that marriage, 37 situation, right? Yeah. Turned 40. Had four doctors tell me it's just because I'm old. Okay. Uh, well, a, a different diet I wouldn't try because what are you trying to do a different diet for? You don't know. Mm -hmm. Different doctor, immunologist, mm -hmm. possibly. Mm -hmm. And the protocol, again, I would see a different immunologist or doctor before you try a different protocol. Mm -hmm. So our advice is thaw them eggs out. I would thaw the eggs. I would, I would, I personally. Put some sperms in there. Would do one more. Well, hang on. Hold the phone. Your husband. What's his sperm doing? It's not mentioned at all in this entire thing. Yeah, we don't know. I think the assumption is that the sperm is normal. Male factor infertility is real. And at no point in this entire email did you say my husband's sperm has been tested and is dope as fuck. That's true. You did not say that. Um, so before you thaw those eggs, I'd he, like him to do a semen analysis for us. I, I have to assume that he has done that, but, but well, I'd like I, more I agree information about, your, this about his seed. Anonymous has, <laughs> has not said anything about that, but 
I, th- I think if I were in your position, here's what I would do. And again, this is just me. I would thaw the eggs and try to make embryos, as Matt just said. Then I would do one more round of an egg retrieval and, you know, trying to make embryos. If neither of those, if neither of those creates a normal embryo, I think at this point I would be looking at donor eggs. Again, I would check the male factor. I, I, yes, I hear you. all of this. But I think... What do you... Do you well, let's say, let's pretend. <coughs> I don't know. Okay. If you haven't checked the male factor, check it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm curious to hear what, what listeners think. Because otherwise you'd be putting... I mean, we know... I, know. I, I think no responsible IVF doctor would not have checked the male factor. I think that's just part of the testing. You know, I think he could be like lying and being like no no it's great doc thanks <laughs> um okay well can you read this next email matt yes because it's much shorter this is from melissa for the caller that was having recurrent implantation failure with euploid embryos i would definitely recommend reproductive immunology I know it's been talked about on the pod before but i fully believe i would not have my daughter if i had not worked with dr Quack Kim <laughs> near Chicago. Why is that funny? Doctor Quack. Oh, <laughs> my doctor's a Quack. Yeah, yeah, I hear quack you. Quack. I'm <laughs> so glad that she went or they went with the hyphenated name. Mm, yeah, so they weren't just Doctor Quack, right? Yeah. Again, apologies for giggling at that. Um. Yes, this is like the doctor that everyone talks about for. Um, well, I'm proud of them for overcoming their terrible name and profession choice. <laughs> um, it is Joanne Quack Kim. <laughs> she has she's a pioneer in the field of reproductive immunology. That's my kind of woman, pioneer. Uh, she's devoted more than 25 years of her career to reproductive immunology research. She's focusing her research on unraveling the role of the immune system in pregnancy and pregnancy loss and developing treatment plans that help women maintain successful pregnancies. I mean, I think she's the, she's the one. Oh, she takes insurance. Wow. This is out of control. (laughs) That's Melissa. Good. Good on you. Good writing in about Dr. Quack Kim. Um, K W A K. Dash K I M if anyone wants to look it up. Yep. Not Q U A C K. That would be silly. <laughs> that would be very silly. Um Okay. We are going to I forgot to put them on here on the document, but they're in the Dropbox. We're gonna listen to a couple of voicemails um before we take a break. Okay. She does this like it's like so fast for me to do it. Unbelievable. Sorry. Blames me. (coughs) Whoa, that was what is going on there? I told you. That sounds like a deep cough. Still kind of sick. That sounds like a deep like. (coughs) You get that honk going. Yes, I know. You got the quack going. (laughs) Everyone acknowledge the fact that for once, Dory's the sick one. Mm -hmm. Not me, Dory. 
Now I'm looking in here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go to this one and then I uh, choose the correct one. Choose the bottom one. It's, they're both from the same person. Yeah, so the um, bottom one is first because yep. it doesn't have a one. Exactly. And it's th- how is it only 359K? It can't be. Is it? Hang on, guys. I'm going to have to do some computing real quick here. Excellent voicemails. Plop these right here. See what happens. Wow. That's just, I guess it's not the best bit quality. So it's a reasonable size for a file. That's crazy. Oh, and also, I have not turned on these. Mm. Here we go. Okay. Hi, Dorian Matt. This is Allison. I am calling um, about the only child uh, message from a few weeks ago about how you can try to keep your kids from being entitled by giving them less or different things. And I wanted to follow up on that. Um, like the one thing I feel like entitlement, the idea that only children are entitled has been mostly debunked by studies. Um, as an only child, my parents were kind of minimalist. And they bought me, me too. didn't buy me a lot of toys. So I actually had less toys than most of my friends, which made me really jealous and want to spend all my time at their house with their better toys. And as an adult, has made me kind of a maximalist and buying mm. every toy for my kids, which is something I'm trying to tamp down as they've gotten older. But my bigger thought is just this idea that you can fix being an only child or having an only mm. child. And I just don't think that's true in the sense that there's good things and bad things about being an only child and you're not going to be able to fix that as a parent. So like socialization, you know, always the big thing. You know, I started daycare six weeks old. I didn't have a problem being social, being social, learning to share, you know, having conflict, all that kind of things, had friends, um, school, all that kind of things. But it's still not the same experience as my neighbor who had five sisters. You know, I didn't learn that essential kind of sibling conflict and resolution, all that things. It's neither good or bad. It's just what is. Um, but my friends who had their siblings were all jealous that, you know, I didn't have to deal with siblings. As an adult, mm. it was harder for me to adjust to having roommates and to getting married to having to share my personal life and my personal space with people, even though I'm very comfortable, you know, being out and around people socially. Um, and then the other big, another big thing as an only child is just the attention you get from a parent, which is great because you get so much attention as an only child. Um, but then, of course, it's also you get so much attention from your parents as an only child. <laughs> you know, it's just, I love... As an adult, I look back now and that, you know, my parents and I did everything together. We're just this seamless unit, and it really is kind of idealistic. Um, That would be harder to replicate as an older, as a bigger family, Um, but it's a lot of attention from your parents. Um, It made me a lot more mature um, around adults as uh, a cop kid. Um, I still find myself feeling more comfortable around people who are older than me, either people who are my parents' age or just being most of my friends, including my... Mm, We're going to come back to the thought Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. 
Hi, Dory and Matt. This is Allison calling again about the only child thing. I thought I'd probably get cut off. Um, anyway, as I was saying, you know, most of the people around me that I'm comfortable with are older than me. It's actually been a hard adjustment as an older mom um, now in my 40s having to become comfortable with peers who are younger than me um, because I've always been around people who were older than me. Um, I think somebody who was like the youngest child in the family would have the same issues. Um, just being or not being around people who are younger than me apart from babysitting. Um, I feel like the biggest issue of being an only child, and it's really not something that you're going to be able to quote fix, is just the cultural expectations that families have at least two children. You know, when I was growing up, almost all the families around me, there were two kids, there were three kids, mm-hmm. the families you see on TV and books. They all have two kids, three kids, four kids, something like that. You know, so it's, I think what I struggled with as a kid was just feeling like my family wasn't, quote, right. It wasn't a real family. Um, You know, as an adult, I look back on that and think, you know, I shouldn't be so influenced by the societal expectations. But, you know, that's just the way people are. And I'm guessing it's still an issue. Um, you know, for anybody, same as somebody who has 10 siblings, they're going to look at their, they're going to look at what the normal family quote unquote is as two kids, three kids and feel like they're wildly different. And that it's just what is, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits to having one sibling, having no siblings, having 10 siblings, and there's a lot of drawbacks and it's just going to be, uh, you know, you just do the best that you can as a child being an only child or being a sibling and or being a parent of an only child or being, um, you know, a parent of many kids. And just, but I feel like to get past this idea that you can somehow control the child's experience and make it right, like make the ideal experience of having two kids, make the ideal experience of having one kid, because you can't fix the problems, you know, as much as you might try. Um, because there are always going to be drawbacks to having one child, having two child, children, having ten children, um, just as there are good things. Anyway, I just thought that was uh, wanted to share my experience as an only child. Um, and I have uh, lived in the Minneapolis suburbs with husband, uh, two science twins who are almost five, and no hot dogs because I hate them. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for sharing that I mean the cohesive unit I mean it is it is kind of great that our attention doesn't have to get split between children yeah and that there's not you gotta take the you gotta take that one there and then this one gets to go there and then like if they're both going out and then one of them has to do a thing but you have to watch both of them at the same time and the other kid has to go to the hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. dance lesson that isn't their dance you know what i mean it's mm, like mm-hmm. that seems like 
fucking garbage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I think people deal. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> but seems terrible. Well, I I really liked her point about like being an only child isn't something to fix. Like the goal is not to make the experience of it being an only child the same as being You just took the headline. I did. Yeah. That's why I'm an editor. Mm. <laughs> um I mean we should ask Ron from Karen Crow, Louisiana about having ten kids. I think he has nine. Ron's, Ron has an absurd amount of logistics. So many logistics. And he has a 15-person van. I don't even know if Ron <laughs> realizes how much of his brain space is devoted to the logistics of, of, life? His, of his offspring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron? Oh, he knows. Let us know. Um, seriously, Allison, thank you for uh, these voicemails very appreciated yes and uh we're gonna take a break we'll be right back brb we're back hello um cynthia wrote in did you know this she's listening to episode 20 which is march 5th 2017 that is that is the date exactly six years ago yeah whoa that's why I'm like, that's why I was like, hey, did you see this? That's crazy. Even though you assembled this email. Yeah. I didn't like register the date though. I just did. Yeah. Five years would be last year. Six years is this year. Holy cripoli. Anyway, this is Cynthia. Wow. Melissa, excellent podcast. Wanted to send you a note. I'm only at the beginning, March 20, March 5th. 2017 so i don't know how everything turned out yet but i wanted to just answer a couple of questions that i heard you bring up in the early episode six years ago i hope we have these questions and they're not answered yet in one episode matt mentions that he wonders how many listening people listening to the podcast are not struggling with infertility i don't know what your listenership is but i would guess a lot of people i'm 60 american and canadian I did not have fertility problems. I just listen to your podcast because I'm interested in medical and science issues, and I find your podcast very down-to-earth and often lighthearted despite the struggle. This is fascinating that people have found our podcast through not one of the podcasts we've been on. <laughs> well, keep going. Most of the podcasts I listen to are true crime, but they're often very dark. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, there are a few I like just because they are interesting, and I heard Dory interview up. Oh, <laughs> death sex and money with anna sale that's how i found you i see okay sometimes late at night when my eyes are tired of reading it's just nice to hear a half half sane couple have a real conversation well i don't know if we're half sane yet maybe between us i'm sane i'm the, i'm the sane half i don't know about that. <laughs> my high power career minded 33 year old daughter is considering freezing her eggs and the topic of infertility interests me i suspect the whole process is slightly cheaper up here up here being the great the great white north uh, she told me that to freeze her eggs or freeze embryos with her boyfriend, it would cost about fifteen to twenty thousand Canadian dollars in Vancouver. It seems about I think on that's par. about the same. Yeah. Then it would be three hundred to four hundred per year to keep them on ice. Today, the exchange rate is one Canadian dollar to seventy three U.S. cents. That's a good exchange rate for us. Yeah, I know. We should be in Toronto right now. Yeah, should we buy in Vancouver? 
Uh, Vancouver's exchange rate is different, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think Vancouver like doesn't let foreigners buy real estate anymore. Damn. In another episode, you were talking about Dory's prescription for codeine for pain relief. I don't even remember this. And you said you can get it over the counter in other countries. You used to be able to buy 222s in Canada over the counter, but no longer. When I moved to Canada in 91, you could. You could either get aspirin or Tylenol or codeine over the counter. But not, but with a lot of codeine, not with a lot, but some. Sure, Dory's prescription contained more codeine than what we were able to get over the counter. My son was at university in 2004. I remember you still could. And I remember that because he went to Texas A&M and I had a friend in Houston who always asked me to bring some for him when I came down from British Columbia. But now in 2023, you can't. There are other things you can get over the counter that you can't in the U.S. like uh, muscle relaxant, the methocarpamol, and the opposite is also true. For example, I need a prescription for Paradigm up here. Finna's, I don't know, but you can buy that over the counter in the United States. Oh, look at that. Mm. I was thinking about making a donation. Still thinking about it, but I heard Dory say that's sex of money that you had pretty much paid off. We have. Thank you. So I haven't yet. Is the podcast self-supporting? It is, I guess. <laughs> you can join our Patreon. Keep your Canadian money. Listen to more episodes and come over to Patreon. That's what we'll say to you. You'll never hear this because it you're six years behind. But we thank you either way. So I wish you well on your adventures and hope you've gotten pregnant. I'm not sure I would have uh, the fortitude to go through with what you're going through, at least up to episode 20. Good God, so many. And every time I hear your doctor, my sperm are dumb, my eggs are old. I was reminded of Dr. Seuss. My hat is old. My teeth are gold. And now my story is all told. I may have misquoted that. <laughs> That was good. Good quoting. Uh, love your podcast. Greetings from Snower, Vancouver Island. Can we buy your homes? Uh, and I hope to hear some more about Matt's cooking. Oh, I used to cook. And our dog, Bo. Our dog is still around. Bobo. Bobo. Where's Bobo? He's sleeping on the couch. Uh, <laughs> my husband and I have two dogs and are getting another next week. Awesome. Warm personal regards, Cynthia. Uh, Cynthia White. Uh is that a master's in arts or from I Ma- was she so. from Massachusetts? No. <laughs> and uh, from British Columbia. Living in British Columbia. Thank you, Cynthia. I hope you catch up to this in a half a decade. <laughs> well, we don't know how fast she's listening. That's true. Um, yeah, this is really funny to think about what we were talking about six years ago. Holy oh. shit. I was in pretty good shape back then. Bo was a puppy, basically. I mean, I mean, not really, but you know, it is. I mean, wow, Bo. The thing about dogs is, like, once they get adult size, they don't grow anymore. So you kind of forget that they're so much older. But he's so much older. He is a lot older. He doesn't. I mean, he's just. I don't. know. I'm trying to figure out how to how to, how to phrase it. He's uh. He's the same, but he with is like slightly grayer hair. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a mutt, so he's like He's real healthy. He's, he still bounds around like he's a lunatic. A, and he's and, never I mean, knock on wood, he's never had a health problem except being crazy. Knocking on wood very hard. <laughs> um, I was reading I told you about this, I think. There was an article in the LA Times about rich people who pay hundred and fifty thousand dollars for their guard dogs for their guard dogs 
And I was like, we just have Bo. We do have Bo. The uh, one thing that Bo, I think, that that the guard dogs know how to do that Bo does not, that I was like, oh, that would be a problem. They know not to accept a poison steak from a stranger. Wow. Yeah. How'd they do that? I don't know. But like if, you know, if a robber comes to the house or, you know, a kidnapper uh, and offers the, the dog a steak, they, they won't take it. I thought that was just a thing that happened in cartoons. Well, apparently they train these dogs not to accept a poison steak. <laughs> Sounds like their trainer is watching a lot of cartoons. <laughs> and I was like, mm, Bo would not know not to accept the poison steak. <laughs> That is like, but otherwise, uh, you know. Eh. Also, by the way, I don't think you could do that. Like, I don't think our pool guy could show up and hand Bo food, and it would make Bo not mm. bark like a lunatic at him. Yeah, maybe. I think he'd be too distracted. Yeah, hard to say though. If it was a raw His desire steak. for he doesn't. He's not into raw meat. If it was a perfectly cooked, it would steak. have to be perfectly cooked with like some some like big crystal salt on there, and like <laughs> anyway, it's kind of a gourmand. Juices. He really is. <laughs> uh, or some pepperoni. Oh yeah. Anyway, whatever. This is from Ariana. Hi all. This is a response to the talk about someone saying that they plan to treat their only like they aren't an only. Since I only have one kid, theoretically, I could give her every single thing she wants to take her to every single event she wants the moment she wants it because I'll never be busy with another equally important kid or have another kid who doesn't want to do the same thing as her. Of course, uh, I'll do lots of things with her that I couldn't do if I had multiple kids, but I'd rather teach her that some things she won't get. What does she wants? Uh, so sometimes she won't get what she wants then have her learn that by losing friends and alienating people when she's an adult <laughs> I don't think I'm confused as to what people think is happening over here <laughs> I mean although you know you did, you, today you're like where do you want to go and he's like science center you're like okay I suggested it that's on you uh, where was I of course. Is that it? I'll do lots of things with her. And I read that already. Oh, when you have more than one. That's kid. right. Compromise, sharing, and not getting what you want is baked in. I believe the idea behind the sentiment is that these are useful things to know. And one way to teach that is by sometimes not doing the thing that you say. Yes, you could say yes to. Hope your week has been great. Ariana Perry, Zero Hot Dogs. I meant to put this with the voicemail. Well, that does make sense because it is closely related to yeah. the voicemail. Sorry. I, as as stated previously, I'm kind of out of it. You're very out of it. What's happening here? And like, where was our break? We took a break. Oh, yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. I don't even know. It is. <laughs> I don't even know. This is, I, honestly, this podcast has flown by. I'm not kidding. It's been a delight. I'm not kidding, though. I'm like, it feels like we've only done two segments. Wow. Well, we've done three. I'd like to thank <laughs> all of you, especially uh, the voicemail for taking up six minutes. Yeah, the voicemail did take up that six That really minutes. did. Like, I got to shut down and sort of just become a listener <laughs> for six minutes. Uh, uh, but also thank you to everybody who supports the podcast and Patreon. Uh, if you're in Canada and want to know if we accept donations... 
join our Patreon. <laughs> Get extra episodes. Have a great time. Sorry, everybody, for putting up the same episode twice. That was on me. I did the old, let me put this thing in a folder, and then, you know, it was done. You know what was weird, though? The two episodes were exactly the same length. Dun, dun, dun. They were 32 minutes and 17 seconds. Both of them? Yes. Because when you sent me the right, the correct file. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this is 3217. Did he send me the wrong file again? And then I listened and I was like, no, this is the correct one. You know what I bet actually happened? What? I bet that because I used the same project and garage band. Mm-hmm. I bet the second one, I bet the second one was a little shorter, mm-hmm. but it ended at the same time because the end is not justified. The means it, the end of a pot is not, it, the end is justified by this little black triangle right here. Oh, I see. You see and that? you kept the black triangle in the and same that black place. triangle would stay in the same place. Okay. I'm just fine. Saying. I'm just saying uh, there's a chance, whatever point is <laughs> we've got more podcasts. They're over there. Please support us. Huge. Thanks to everyone who supports us. And if they support us the $5 level or above, they get their name right on the podcast each month as we acknowledge them. And in the words of the great Oprah, we say your name. Angie James. Britt S. Baker. Josephine W. Ariana Perry. Bethany. Bonnie L. Brittany Dyer. Carol Balala McNamara. Cecily Templeton. Christina. Diana M. Martin. Emily F. Erica. Evelyn Schmevelin. Jamie Stoke. Jenna Marie Nelson. Jennifer Zayas. Maria Baker. Uh, Mary Jo George. Melissa Bozeman. Nassim Kansari. Olivia Fahey. Alicia. Charlotte Nunes. Don. Katie Allen. Me, Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Uh, Ronit Mazzoni. Sophia F. Stephanie S. Caroline Land. Jennifer H.S. Tyler Rosewood. Ava N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Amanda Crochet. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. And Ann Fluker. Thank you guys so very much. Here we are. It's March. Enjoy the madness. Bye. Bye.